Hello and welcome to the Dynamite Podcast. My name is Joe Rivant, and each and every week we'll be here talking about the week ahead, the week that was, and much, much more. This week we kick off the start of the week with two new Dynamite titles hitting the racks, including the kickoff of the Red Sonja 35th anniversary, as well as two new collections in shops this week around the globe. More details on those in a moment. As always, for any fans picking up any of these or any of our other Dynamite comics, be sure to head on over to the Dynamite message boards at dynamiteentertainment.com slash boards and tell us what you think. First up this week, The Lone Ranger number 4, written by Brett Matthews, art by Sergio Cariello, colors by Dean White, and covers and art direction by John Cassidy. John Reed and Tonto return home, and from its ashes unearth a hidden piece of inheritance. What they find amidst the hills convinces John to stop running and face the legacy thrust upon him. Will it even matter as Black Bart's murderous rampage continues and draws ever closer to the only family Reed has left in the world? As I prepped this week's podcast, we were putting the finishing touches on two issues of The Ranger, number five, and Free Comic Book Day, number zero. Both have turned out as great as everything up until now, and as we head into finishing number six, the course is set, and those at our forums may already know, we've gone ahead and gotten the team back together for a year two of The Ranger, and look for details on issue number seven in the weeks to come. You can preview Lone Ranger number four over at Newsarama at www.newsarama.com. Look for it on the homepage there. And at that thread, you'll also see some minor controversy about the lettering, which seems an odd nit to pick on the book, but to each his own. Letterer Simon Boland is a true pro and a pleasure to work with. We wouldn't change a thing. Also this week, Red Sony number 19 by Michael A. Von Oming, with art by Holmes, covers by Sean Chen, Holmes, Adriano Batista, and Kevin Nolan. The ultimate tale of the She-Devil with a Sword begins a new storyline as we kick off the start of the 35th anniversary celebration of Red Sonja's appearance in comics. Animals begins here. Featuring regular Sonja writer Michael Avon Oming and new story artist Holmes, fresh from the pages of Savage Red Sonja. After the shattering events of last issue, Kulan Goth is in control of the land, with Sonja and her companions sent to the other side of the world. Here they encounter strange new lands and beasts as they decide to continue their quest against Goth, or cast their fates to this strange new world, a world of the animals. Aside from the covers that I mentioned above, we also have a special series of all-new art foil covers from the legendary Frank Brunner. Those will run on number 19, number 20, and 21, and that is the only place you'll be able to get that beautiful Frank Brunner art on those three covers. We've been talking about Red Sonja a whole lot leading up to the actual release, and there are a couple places you can preview the pages, and they are beautiful. Uh, check out the Red Sony number 19 preview at Majorspoilers.com. And you can also, of course, check out the preview over at Newsarama.com. And so far, reaction is very, very positive. And what's not to love from seeing those interior homes pages? Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Also this week, two trade paperback collections. First up, Borderline Volume 1 from Eduardo Riso and Carlos Trio. Pulp Noir and the Tradition of Sin City and Hundred Bullets from creator-artist Eduardo Riso. Known for his moody, powerful artwork, Eduardo Riso has commanded a legions of fans from his work on Hundred Bullets and Batman, among others. But until now, fans have never experienced the raw power and vision of Borderline, along with writer Chris Trio. Borderline was originally published in Italy, and it's a 600-page epic created by Riso and Trillo, with whom the artist had previously worked on a slate of other projects. This powerful piece of graphic fiction has never before been available in the United States. Borderline has been described by Riso as a sci-fi post-apocalyptic story that openly shows the miseries and kindness of humankind. And as I mentioned, it's available for the first time in English from Dynamite Entertainment. 
Volume number one is an impressive 160 pages filled with Riso's gorgeous artwork and Trio's fantastic ideas, plus a script translation overseen by Riso and comic book creator Ivan Brandon. This is a must-have for every fan of comics and art. We're currently putting together Volume 2 of Borderline. We are projecting the entirety to be over four volumes, and we're very curious to hear what you out there think of number one. It's really unlike anything else on the racks. I've read the material dozens of times while working to put it together, and with each chapter, the story grows organically, and of course, Rizzo's art is fantastic throughout. You'll definitely want to check it out. Also this week, The Essential Painkiller Jane. Featuring the creative team of Casada, Palmiati, Connor, and Augustine, this new edition features a striking cover by Joe Casada and Jimmy Palmiati. It also features a classic cover gallery and contains the event issues 0 through 5, as well, of course, as the Casada cover and all of the covers in a cover gallery. This, of course, is the older Painkiller Jane material that Jimmy and Joe uh, published under the event banner. We have put it all together and remastered it in one new trade paperback. For those that may have not read it or want to reread the early adventures of Painkiller Jane, of course, all of this material is long out of print, and we present it as we're getting ready to launch another Painkiller Jane event with issue number zero of an all-new series coming in April. We're hard at work on issue number one of the new Jane series as well, and have an awesome cover lineup to complement Jimmy, Joey, and Lee's interior work on the series. More details to come. You can check out the original Painkiller Jane number zero uh, from event up at newsarama.com and of course that is the number zero that is also available in this trade paperback. So that does it for new books this week and let's get into what people are saying about dynamite in the news. From philly.com and writer Jerome Maida comes the following headline, Hatch happy about Zarek. Richard Hatch, who plays revolutionary Tom Zarek on Battlestar Galactica, says he has not read the Battlestar Galactica Zarek miniseries from Dynamite, but he plans to. Says Hatch, quote, I'm looking forward to learning more about my history and backstory. I'm amazed that they decided to do a story on my character, and I'm truly humbled and appreciative. You can check out the first in a series of special podcasts featuring new Battlestar Galactica Zarek writer Brandon Jerwa, who interviews Tom Zarek himself, Richard Hatch, over at the Dynamite Entertainment website. It is in the blog section, and again, that's the first part of a special interview between Jirwa and Hatch. Great listening. Jirwa did a great job. They also, of course, those two did chat together on Sci-Fi a couple weeks back, so we're certainly pleased that Richard Hatch has taken an interest in the new Galactica books, uh, particularly focusing on his character, Tom Zarek. Some reviews from around the web. We have Mark Mason in the comics Waiting Room, who talks about Battlestar Galactica issues 4 and 5, and he says, quote, Issue 4 really kicks the book into high gear, particularly with the addition of the classic Cylon models to the crew. Pack's explanation is gifted in its thinking, end quote. When he talks about issue number 5, Mark says, quote, In issue 5, you really start to see Rainer finding the characters on the page, and he also begins producing smoother pages. The characters have lost some of their early stiffness, and they move better through the panels. Ultimately, as the story improves, and the twist the book takes in issue 5 reads like it's straight out of Ron Moore's playbook, it seems like Rainer grows with it. Solid stuff. End quote. Glad the series is hitting you in all the right spots, Mark. Greg's finishing up his final scripts, and Nigel's working hard on issue number nine. And along the way, the pace and creativity continues at a strong clip as the series continues to serve as an excellent companion to an excellent television series. Of course, I may be biased. 
Also, Mark takes a look at classic Battlestar Galactica number two and three, and he says, quote, The brightest spot of the book is the equal focus on Starbuck and Boomer. Herb Jefferson was generally relegated to sidekick duty in the series, so seeing the character get his due here is a treat. The art by Raphael slyly reminds of comics from the original Galactica's era, and the painted covers from Dave Dorman continue to delight. It then remains to be seen if Remender can pull the story back together and deliver a stirring climax to match the potential he showed in issue one. End quote. I'll just tell you, Mark, and all of the other readers out there, that I think you'll be pleased at how things play out in issues four and five. We don't aim to disappoint here at Dynamite, especially among our loyal readers and critics. And before we go, let's do a Dynamite Tease of the Week. Now, for everyone guessing about last week's tease, I hate to say it, but you're all wrong. But please keep those guesses coming. There is a thread uh, about the podcasts and all of the various things that go on in the podcast over at the Dynamite message boards, and we had some people guessing about one of the books I was hinting at last week, and no one even came close. This week, I can't even tease the big story that's going around the Dynamite offices. I can't even find a way to do it that wouldn't hint at what it may be, but it's huge. So I'll just add that the script for issue number one of Jungle Girl is in the project we're working on with Frank Cho, and the artist has been chosen. He's a known name here at Dynamite, and we think everyone will be pleased with how it turns out. I should also add that we're doing a promotional effort on the book, and more details on that to come. So that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. As always, please feel free to email us and tell us what you think. We may just send you something for your thoughts. You never know. As always, we can be reached online at dynamiteentertainment.com, and I can be reached at submissions at dynamiteentertainment.com or letters at dynamiteentertainment.com. To find a comic shop near you, visit csls.diamondcomics.com or call 1-888-COMIC-BOOK.